Hello and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and you can join our Trinity Lifestyle Plan at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the problem with perfectionism. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. Okay, so Rob, what would you say perfectionism is? Okay, so we've thrown a, a, a twist into the mix because everyone's used to me asking you questions. Um, so I'd say, for me, my view of it is basically trying, well, trying to be perfect, obviously, but it's, a, it's seeing yourself as a failure every time you're not perfect. And perfect is obviously whatever people think is perfect for them. So... Uh, let me think of an example. Um, so let's say your plan was to only eat clean. This is something people struggle with a lot, right? And I'd say perfectionism in that example is they ate a food with an ingredients list on it, like a processed food. Let's say they had um, a waffle, one waffle, where the rest of the day was great. If you've got perfectionist mindset, you'll see that day as a failure because you'll say that, I had one waffle, I didn't eat clean, therefore it didn't work, and therefore I'm a failure. So for, for me, perfectionism, I guess, is seeing seeing yourself as a failure the minute you haven't done something 100%, I guess. Do you have anything so to add having to really, really having really, really high standards, but every time you don't hit those standards, it has a negative effect on you, so you see yourself as a failure. I think the problem really comes, though, as a result of what seeing yourself as a failure the cascading effects that that has on the other areas of your life. Yeah, definitely. So it's like, you have these unrealistic ex- expectations, maybe. Oh, there's another thing to this, actually, as well, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I do completely agree. So there's lots of effects of what then thinking yourself of a, a failure is. But in terms of these unrealistic expectations, uh, a lot of it's about what you actually think you need to do to succeed as well. So we'll come on to that. But yeah, let's talk about the cascading effects, and then we'll look at that. So what, what would you say is like, what can happen if you see yourself as a failure? What stuff do you see? Because maybe people don't realize that this is something they're doing. So using your example of um, eating a eating a food which you consider to be bad or unhealthy. So let's say six days out of seven a week, you've eaten your perfect diet, whatever you've deemed to be a success for you. And then on day seven, you eat these, whatever it was, I can't remember what you said. Um, Waffles waffles you eat this portion of waffles and you decide you failed the problem with this then is that you can a few different things can happen so one i see a lot is that people are like oh i failed today by eating these waffles therefore the whole day is ruined therefore i'm going to have 10 waffles two bottles of wine a whole tub of ice cream a takeaway pizza a chocolate cake and who knows what else just based on the fact that i've had one tiny slip up. So one cascading effect can be that you decide that the whole day is ruined and then you self-sabotage. Uh, it can also just have a negative effect on your mood. So if you see yourself as a failure um, and you have this low opinion of yourself, then you're, you're much more likely to make bad decisions, basically. We all know that when you, when you go into a situation and you're stressed, you're miserable, you're grumpy, you're unhappy, the first thing people reach for, especially if People, a lot of people use food as a coping me- mechanism. First thing people reach for when they have these negative emotions is they'll reach for 
the unhealthy foods for that quick fix to try and pick them up and make them feel better about themselves. So the problem is one tiny slip up can then cause a, a cascading effect which causes you to self-sabotage and turn a very small mistake or a very small what you deem to be a failure into something which actually has a significant effect on the result you want to see. So Rob, you touched before on um, how people have these unrealistic views of what needs to be done in order to see the result. So do you want to kind of explain yeah, I guess, what you mean by that? I guess that? there's two sides to this. So first of all, there's not doing what you know you should do, which is what some people are doing. But the other side is you're actually doing quite well or you're doing fine. Most people we come across are like doing fine, aren't they? In our in our groups when they think they failed. Like more often than not, then like we get support tickets, don't we? That say that you can see the person is losing their mind over thinking they failed. When to us, it's, it's really quite simple, but inside your head, it kind of can go, kind of gets blown out of proportion because you, you'll think that the only way to get in shape is by every single day being perfect or every single day eating everything you should eat, eating no quote unquote bad foods, um, having the best workouts or like completing the workout to the end. And the reality is, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, so we're not going to go do this to death, I guess, but you actually just need to be pretty good consistently rather than perfect. Because being perfect is for 99% of people impossible. It's actually kind of unhealthy. We've had a few clients who are perfect, um, but the rest of their life suffers. So you actually just need to be pretty good most of the time. And we'll explain maybe what that looks like. But the unrealistic ex expectation is that you will never fall off the wagon. The biggest one I would say, I don't know what you think, Ben, is that you will never fall off the wagon. Yeah, so the, the problem people have is, let's say, as you were saying about the standards people set for themselves, if, you're, if you believe in your mind, so if your belief system is that you have to do seven workouts a week, you have to not touch a single unhealthy piece of food over the whole week, otherwise you're not going to see results. Um, then as soon as you make one mistake, as soon as you skip one workout session, as soon as you eat one piece of bad food, that can then have that cascading effect, which means that the next week you actually do give up. You decide you're a failure. You spend the entire week um, feeling like you've failed. And then the next week you do two workouts instead of the seven that you think you have to do. And you eat junk food all week, which then actually does have a really bad effect on your results. So the difference would be if you if the standards for that person would dial back to say, as you said, being consistent and just pretty good. So if it was like uh, you have to do three workouts a week, just consistently, and you have to be on track with your nutrition 80% of the time. So 80% of the food you eat is good and 20% you can be flexible. You can have some barbecue, some chocolate, some whatever you fancy. And you're only going to do that as well for like 80% of the time, like five days a week. So you're going to be pretty good with your food five days a week. You're going to do three workouts a week. In that situation, it's much more achievable. So if you, you then, you feel like you've succeeded every single week with those three workouts and with hitting your nutrition five times a week, you then avoid that situation where you feel like a failure, which means you avoid the, the self-sabotage, all of the kind of, the, all of the things that actually do put a big, put the brakes on your progress. Yeah, like it's, it's the spiraling out of control, I think is the big problem. We've done a whole podcast on the downward spiral. It's when you th when you take the, the small mistake and you then use that and you judge yourself against it. I think this is what tends to happen. 
and this is a habit I guess everything's a habit um, and we just we start beating ourselves up so you make that one mistake maybe it's the food choice you know you shouldn't have had or it's a meal that you know wasn't really ideal or you miss your workout in the morning or you uh, you don't do your daily mindset exercise whatever it is you're committing to trying to do it's then you say that was a that's a, a tiny little mistake you then say a that was a failure then you say I'm a failure because of that this is what people tend to do and then they go well it's all worthless pointless whatever anyways and the they might go, I'll start again tomorrow, I'll start again next Monday, because they assume this day, this week, or even this entire diet plan is ruined. That's never actually the case. Like I'm sure you can see this now, if you're listening to this, that that's kind of mad. Um, I'm trying to think of examples. Do you have any examples of where you've thought like this, Ben? I guess the, the thing is we have to rewind a bit for this stuff because we've done a lot of mindset work now. Um. My biggest examples are probably uh, like school, for example. Like I would always see if I didn't get a A in a subject, I would see that as I failed. So B would be a failure, C would be a failure. The reality is, um, and isn't F a pass or is it a E is a pass in English exams? I think it, E or something. E. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's a C though. But I've never been down there though because I'm the. In the, I'm one of those perfectionist people, so I've forced myself to get A's. Yeah, I was the same all the time. But, um, but like, what was the what? Did you ever have an example where you didn't achieve an A then, or you achieved a B, or at some point, and it sent you into some sort of mindset spiral? Um, not really. Well, in my degree, I got a two one instead of a first. That's the, that's my. Uh, Failure story. Everyone get should get out the world's tiniest violin. Oh, I only got a two one <laughs> yeah. in my degree instead of a first. But um, I can't. I don't. I, did that send me into a downward spiral? I think at that point, it, the only reason it didn't send me into a downward spiral is because when we were at uni, we'd started training game, which has become Trinity, and I I was more focused on the business than on uh, yeah. my uni work at that point. I kind of yeah, didn't care, but. One thing that that did cause was I knew I couldn't, I, I kind of knew I couldn't get a first first, so I didn't really try on my final projects. I knew it wasn't possible, so I knew I'd just get, I'd get good enough and that would be, that would be fine. So you kind of had a semi, I can't be bothered with this, what's the point feelings. You yeah. Didn't have, you didn't have yeah. the full on blowout because. I lost the drive to continue with it because I knew I couldn't get perfect scores. So it was like, if I can't get perfect scores, I may as well just stop trying basically yeah i guess it's exactly what people see with dieting yeah it's that same thing the thing with dieting or any kind of fitness thing is while in a university degree there may be a difference between getting a first and a two one well to be honest when you're getting when you're trying to apply for jobs employers are not going to care they're not really going to care if you got a first or a two one or whatever that i don't know i don't think i don't think people base that much on what you got in your degree um, as long as it's pretty good but when it comes to losing weight and dieting um, even if you're saying okay let's the dieting equivalent of getting a Z is still probably going to get you all the results you want to see that's that's the difference or it, at least might that it might not get you everything you want but it might not send you backwards which is the opposite the other option which yeah, is blowing like, out 
like getting an A, like getting everything perfect is really probably necessary if you're trying to like win the Olympics or be a bodybuilder or, you know, you're trying to, you're literally an elite athlete trying to get the absolute best possible Yeah, then all the 1% percent add up, don't they? All the little... Then, then you do need to be getting straight A's or you're not going to succeed. But if you just want to drop a dress size, tone up, feel better about yourself, be able to look in the mirror and be like, I look really good, feel more confident, you can get a C or a D and you'll get all of those results. Basically, that's that's the thing that people don't realize. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about your C or D. I, I feel like you need to get a B. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't need, need to get a B. But you don't need to get an A or an A star. And this is where people struggle. Like you, Because yeah. you do need to take some care over the weekend that you don't completely eat whatever you want. You do need to generally be making good food choices and changing your lifestyle to be making better choices most of the time. Yeah. Whatever grade you perceive that to be, you generally need to most of the time be doing it. But when you have a slip up, you just need to go back to what you should be doing. But I, I want to actually, I have a story <laughs> about. Um, Let's hear it. Because I, I, I kind of just gave you something or forced that upon you to try and come up with something, which actually did come out with. You eventually sort of figured out that it did affect you in your degree a bit. But I had one that was kind of embarrassing that I've not really told anyone. Um, don't worry, it's not messed up. um so primary school i remember this now it's something i've kind of swept under the rug well my parents still rinse me for it actually um so we had school cross country in year six i think and i was quite good at running because i was a little stick man as you know really skinny and i think i was in the lead i was in the lead or in the top three and i was like i'm smashing this i'm gonna win the school cross country and like i had lots of pressure on for my parents and like myself i'd put pressure on and i wanted to be perfect and get that first place and I think I got about three quarters of the way round and I think someone overtook me, um, one of the other guys. And I remember just like this feeling of failure was overwhelming. And I was like, what's the point? I was really tired. I think I'd gone too fast at the beginning. I knew I was gonna not win. So instead of thinking, oh, coming second, third, maybe fifth, slowing down a bit, it's fine. I just like l- lay in the bushes and pretended to have some sort of like um, <laughs> serious health problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like rolling in the bushes. I used to always fall over in sport. My dad always used to rinse me because if I didn't win, I would just like pretend there's a problem to make up for the fact that uh, actually I just couldn't face failing. Um, what do they what do they call it in seal fit? This is some something weird when I uh, a quinjury quinjury a quitting. What do they call it? An in, a fake injury that allows you to quit. It's like quitting and uh, injury combined. Yeah. So I, yeah. I had a quinjury on my school cross country in year six i rolled around i made the teacher come out and like come and rescue me put a jacket on me pretend there was a serious problem my parents knew it was a lie they were nice enough to not tell me at the time now they rinse me for it um but that was all because i just assumed because i think someone passed me or i wasn't going to win and i put all these unrealistic expectations on myself that i should be winning or that i needed to win in order to feel good about myself in order to whatever get the result i think thought i wanted and therefore I ended up achieving nothing. I didn't finish the race. I didn't get any points, didn't get any score. I felt awful. And honestly, it's good to air this. I felt awful about that for a long time. Like I still kind of feel, I haven't really dealt with that thing actually. I probably should work on some mindset around that. I kind of know it's ridiculous now, but like that was one, that's one of my most embarrassing moments where I was trying to be a perfectionist and it just kicked me in the balls, did not work. Um, at all it completely led me to struggle because I I viewed myself as a failure the minute I didn't achieve what I thought I needed to achieve and I viewed myself as a failure as long because I wasn't perfect I wasn't first 
And then that causes yeah. all these problems, which means like you don't want to do it anymore. So I didn't want to do cross country anymore for the years after that. I remember walking one of my school cross countries in secondary school because um, I didn't want to face this feeling again. I didn't want to to go that I'm a failure because I, I viewed that as a failure. I viewed that I was a failure. So that's one of the problems, isn't it? That it's like, it's linking up something that's happened, an action, to being, to defining you. Yeah. And we kind of hold it against ourselves. Like you could hold yourself, something like that against yourself, something bigger for years. And a lot of people do. So how do you even overcome that? Like, well, I didn't really deal with that, so it took a fucking long time. So <laughs> there's probably better ways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's taken me, uh, again, how old am I now? 27. I probably haven't really figured this out or made good progress towards not trying to be a perfectionist and beating myself up until I was about 27 years old, really. <laughs> so talking this year, end of last year, 26 and a half, 27. Um, but it's like, there's a couple of things which I think are really, really important. So the first thing um, which I think really helps is being really clear on your goals. This is something I always come back to goals every single time. If, you, if you're not sure about goal setting, go back to episode one of the podcast. We talk about that in great detail. But if you're clear on what you want to achieve, so for example, with um, a fitness goal, let's say you're trying to drop a dress size. If you're clear on that you need to drop a dress size, which means that by 30 days, you need to have got a third of the way there. By 60 days, you need to have got two thirds of the way there. Then you're, and then you know exactly where you are all the time. So you, let's say you get to, you get to 30 days in and you're, you're struggling and you're thinking like, oh, well, I've, you know, I've, my scores haven't been that good. I feel like a failure. Maybe I should just give up. Um, then it's really good to be able to look back at your progress and say, okay, I want to give up. I don't, I've only been getting four out of seven days on my nutrition. I've only done three workouts a week. But I have dropped two inches from my waist, two inches from my uh, hips. I've lost an inch from each thigh. I'm well on the way to getting to that result I want to get. Then it's kind of, it's, it's when you can see that you're actually progressing and what you're doing is actually working and getting you to where you want to go, then it, it can help you to realize that in order to get to where you want to go, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be, you have to be pretty good. You just have to be kind of good enough. So that's, that's one thing that can really help. Um, but I'd also, I would say that doesn't address the root cause of the problem because the whole thing, the whole thing that can cause these downward spirals of negative thought patterns that lead to self-sabotage, which is kind of the big issue that comes with, perfect, with perfectionism, is that you see your actions and your achievements as kind of a an indicator of your value as a person. So if you think that you're, if we go back to the exam example, if I would thought like, you know, I'm only a success as a person if I get all A's. If I get a B, then I am a failure. Or if I get if I fail one of my exams, then I also am a failure. So that's the kind of thinking that is very dangerous. So when you can separate that from yourself and see that even if you do fail an exam, you failed the exam, but you're not a failure as a person. You're just human. You're just not you're just you're human, humans make mistakes, humans don't have to be perfect in order to be worthy of happiness. Humans um, can't be perfect, that's the other thing. Nobody can be perfect, ever. You're not a robot. So it's that kind of realization. Um, I think I think that actually happens over 
for most people, it's not one thing that causes you to then make the conclusion because we're smarter than that. We think if we failed one exam, we can kind of rationalize it, can't we? Mm. We'll be like, I'm, I've failed that, but you know, like next time I'll figure it out. But if you fail one exam or you see yourself as failing one, let's say you got a C in it and then you get another one and then you get another one and then you get another one, maybe five C's down the line, you start telling yourself, and maybe a teacher's report also said you're only amount to C student or you're only a C student. You'll start telling yourself, I'm a C student, that's all I am. I'm a failure, you might tell yourself. Like You'll start telling yourself these things after this thing happens. And a lot of people I think that we work with have tried to get in shape using so many rubbishy diet plans or dieting approaches that don't really address these mindset issues and also don't give them something that's very easy to succeed at. That then means that each time it happens, they go, it must be me. I must be a failure. I must be flawed. I must be broken. I must have crap genetics. Like I was only, I had an email today from someone just like this. He said they've tried everything. And the saddest thing was they said their doctor, they told their doctor, they said, I'm doing all these things. I'm exercising at the gym. I'm eating 1200 to 1500 calories a day, um, which could have been one of the problems because it's too low, but um, obviously not a lot. And apparently the doctor just laughed at them and said like, well, that can't be true. Like you're obviously not trying and just laughed at them in the face. And by that point, you're just going to tell yourself you're broken, aren't you? I imagine. Like, it's very hard not to tell yourself you're dif- you're broken, you're different, you're stuck like this forever. So on that deeper note, like, you were already hinting at this, like, you've got to start to dig yourself out of the hole, haven't you? At some, you're going to be in a pit if you're not happy with your health and fitness or whatever it is in life. At some point, I think a good way to view this is you end up in some sort of pit that you've got to dig yourself out of. You can be in a pit financially if you're in debt. You can be in a fit pit physically if you're overweight. And you need to dig yourself out of that pit. So how do we dig ourselves out of the pit, Ben? I'm throwing okay, back, so the ball back to you. It's um, it's very difficult to get yourself out of a bad situation when you feel like you are useless and worthless. Because if you're trying to succeed from a position where you feel like you're incapable of succeeding or you're not worthy of the success you're going to have you're going to really really struggle so one thing that's really important it's kind of this balancing act but you've got to find um, you've got to realize that regardless of any of your achievements or any of your success even if you try something and you completely fail it does not affect your value as a person that you never in any situation become a failure as a person so if you can do that then you end up that if you can have a kind of a deep a, an appreciation and a lot of compassion for yourself so you can see that you're worthy of happiness and you're worthy of success even if you haven't succeeded and you failed a lot in the past and regardless of the result that happens from anything that you try you're still a success as a human being and as a person that puts you in a position which makes it much much easier to succeed because it takes you out of that negative mindset so the thing the first thing is to just realize that you are completely separate from all of the, your actions um, and achievements. And one good example of that was, I think when, like 2017, me and Rob, we're, we've not the most experienced in business. We started a business at uni when we were doing engineering. So we didn't have much, we didn't have any training on how to run a business. We were really good at kind of fat loss coaching, fitness coaching, um, we became really good at you know creating really good products for people that worked and they really enjoyed using them and we got great results with them but then there's all this other side of the business business kind of stuff which we'd never really anticipated such as 
paying taxes and like managing cash flow and creating systems and on the back of our business and time management and all of this kind of additional stuff and admin that goes into a business. So we'd never learn any of this because we didn't do a business studies degree or course or anything like that. So we were hit with like a, a surprise tax bill. I don't know how long ago this was, probably six, 12 months ago. And then we were put in this situation, now. put in the situation where suddenly there was this huge financial stress on our business. So we're having to pay out this additional tax bill. Suddenly our income of what, what we were earning before uh, plummeted because we're having to put more money into tax. Um, and then it's very hard in, the, in that situation. It was a big realization for me that I had to kind of separate my my self-worth as a person from kind of how much money we were earning or how successful we we were in business. Because, you know, we're still getting great results with our clients. We still have plenty of amazing people on board. But just because this additional stress and like the problems with cash flow meant that our own income and our own profitability of the company just took a, took a big hit for a period of time. So it was really important to kind of see um, that I was not a failure as a person, even though the business was failing. It's just that realization that we're, me and Rob are human. We are only as good as kind of what we know. Um, and there was no way we were going to be perfect at running a business the first time we've ever tried it. So it was kind of just seeing that like, rather than look, I could have easily in that situation been like, well, we're, we're terrible at business. We don't know what we're doing. We are failures in business. Therefore, we sh- therefore we should give up and we shouldn't be running a business. So it's yeah, it's all that's, it's kind, very, of, that's kind of what can happen. And this is really great parallel to fitness because the equivalent would be saying, like I think people can see it would be daft for us just because we had this well, what looked like a failure at the time, big struggle for for a period of time last year. Um, to say. No, that'd be ridiculous if we then just said we quit on we gave up on all our clients we gave up everything we wanted to achieve and our dreams and we just said oh no because we've made that one mistake we won't try again and it's likely there will be more mistakes because we're human as we said but with 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 fitness or with trying to eat healthy and things like that a lot of people will make that mistake and then they'll they'll go well it didn't work out i can't do this i obviously can't do this give up and i, I completely understand why people think that um, and I completely felt like that. Honestly, at times last year, there were times where I was thinking, this is not worth it. It's too hard. We're obviously not cut out for this. Something like that. Some that people who've succeeded, like Richard Branson, have something I don't. And you start telling yourself all these stories, don't you? And the same thing yeah. will happen. If you, if you start eating bad foods again, you start seeing your weight go back up again, um, which is equivalent of like losing loads of money, then it's very easy to start telling yourself that it's never going to work, that that's a sign that it's guaranteed not to work. And that's not the case. Like we can say it because the business is back on path again. And the same thing can happen with, with fitness is that just because you're going off track doesn't mean you can't get back on track again, but it can feel like it. I think, I think it's more complicated probably with health and fitness because of all the diets out there that will make people feel like they're a failure. They can't do something or that it doesn't work or they can't be in shape because they've taught the people unhealthy habits, which we've talked about on the podcast a lot, um, starving themselves, which has set them up to fail, doing too much cardio, which again, sets most people up to fail. Um, you can listen back to other episodes like the curse of cardio, if you want to learn about that. And therefore people then think that it's not possible. So the most important thing I would say, aside from perfectionism is you want to make sure, first of all, you're on the path for a lifestyle change. 
because if you don't lose your weight through a lifestyle change, it will just go back on again the minute you go back to behaving like you were before. Like, this is what I was trying to say. This is the bit I didn't get to. If we went back to how we behaved before we had a business, then obviously we go back to having the life we had before a business. Uh, but a lot of people just do that with their health and fitness. They achieve some results and then they go back to living the life they had before, which might have been eating whatever they wanted, exercising sporadically, um, drinking lots. Then funnily enough, their results go back. Like if we quit on the business and just went back to working in a job, we'd end up in the same situation. That's quite obvious. The same thing happens with fitness. So like we have to commit to building a, a brand and a business that has a long-term vision. People need to commit to making a lifestyle transformation if they want things to actually change sort of permanently um, but I have taken this way off path so <laughs> back to the path what were you saying you're saying see your inherent value yeah so if you see your inherent value um, if you can separate yourself from your actions so like we had to do with that business we're like well you know we we made a few bad decisions we we had a just it's all due to like bad habits that we had in our business like spending money on things we didn't need like just I can't, loads of stuff, like fancy desks and all kinds of stuff, really fancy, nice office, all, all kind of things that we didn't we didn't really need because we didn't have any experience of, you know, what you should spend money on, what you shouldn't spend money on. So all the mistakes we made, it's seeing, as soon as you see those as being separate to yourself, you can then kind of evaluate it logically. So the amount of lessons that we learned through that experience, through that, what could be perceived as a massive failure, is huge. So we've now implemented loads of different strategies into our business to make it more kind of stable and sustainable. So in, in terms of a fitness thing, if you have a massive like two week binge where you go completely off track, if you can separate those actions from yourself and say, you know, um, yes, I had a, I, I did loads of binge eating and loads of drinking in the last couple of weeks, but I, that doesn't mean I'm defined as you know, I have a binge eating problem and I am an alcoholic and I can't change those things. If you see it separately, like I, I'm a perfectly fine person. I can succeed. I've got, you know, um, I'm not a failure, but I did participate in these, these behaviors over the past couple of weeks. They didn't get me the results I wanted to see, but let's see, what can we learn from that going forwards? What can we change going forwards? Because if you see your behavior as something separate to you and not like built into this is how I am, then you can see it as something that you can change. So first of all, it's kind of separating yourself from your own actions. And then you can kind of course correct those actions based on whether they're getting you what you want or whether they're not getting what you want. And knowing what you want, again, is a really important step. So like I said before, if you don't know where you're going with it, if you don't know how you, the progress you should be making or the progress you want to be making, that's going to get you what you want and get you that happiness that you want, then it's impossible to say that whether the actions you're actually taking are getting you towards that thing. Definitely. And if anyone's listening and they're kind of confused about how to go about all of this, this is all laid out in our Trinity Lifestyle Plan um, and everything and all our other offerings. We kind of offer things to help people to kind of just, you get given the plan, you get given everything you need to do all laid out for you. So you don't need to go, oh, how do I, how do I learn from my mistakes again? We have course correction process inside the app which you just click some buttons it asks you a few questions in a form you fill it out you submit it and it'll make sure you're learning from these things every single week like there's loads of things that we've built into our processes so this all happens for all of our members they don't have to go through the podcast and try and figure out what to do and the same with like forgiving yourself um all these kind of steps we, we do mindset exercises with all our members as well 
um, to help them to, to forgive themselves because it's very hard, I think, in, in theory, uh, in practice to do this. In theory, it sounds great, doesn't it? Like, I've read some books on this and I'm like, oh, I just had to love myself. I'm like, maybe that's like, po I post a positive message on social media, but the reality is, it doesn't really work like that from my experience and you need to do some actual consistent actions like everything we teach, daily actions, that will slowly start to teach yourself you are not this failure you thought you were. Or the thing you did was actually a, a beneficial lesson. Like Ben and I now look back on last year's business struggles as actually a massive positive because if we hadn't learned it then, it would have been a hell of a lot worse. Like I dread to think what would have happened if we went another two years of succeeding because we'd never really had a downturn. <laughs> and the, the, the level of the mistake we'd have made would have been so much bigger. We would have had way more employees we would have had a much bigger office we would have had all these extra commitments that would have i'm sure it would have been catastrophic so i guess it's also kind of seeing rather than seeing these things as failures it's seeing them as lessons that are stepping stones to your success i think that's a huge revelation i've had at the time it will yeah. always feel like a failure absolutely last year it felt like a failure felt like the whole world was crumbling around and it was extremely stressful but Food choice is probably slightly less stressful than your entire uh, livelihood crumbling down around you, but <laughs> it's um, it's still going to feel like a failure at the time. But the sooner you can start to go, what can I learn from this? What didn't work? What can I do about it? You can then start to get better. But there's two pieces. So Ben, why don't you recap what they are? Because there's the part about believing who you are, and then there's the part about changing your actions. In in reality, I guess you need both. So just recap them because I think. That's the most important thing from this podcast. So first thing is to kind of um, see your own inherent value as a person. So realizing that regardless of what happens to you or what you've done in the past or what you do in the future, you're still worthy of happiness and you, you're still a success as a person. So that's a big part of that is just kind of forgiving yourself for past mistakes, for mistakes you've made in the present and for even for mistakes you're going to make in the future and just accepting that you're always going to make mistakes because you're human everybody else is always all, all uh, everybody else is also human they're also going to make the same mistakes you do and then you're not bad or wrong just because you made mistakes that's just part of who you are so once you've seen that inherent value and you can separate yourself and your success and your worth as a person from the actions and achievements um your actions and your achievements then you can look at any actions that you've taken which really didn't get you what you wanted and you can look to kind of course correct those and change those and take take better actions and make better choices going forwards in the future and yeah and see all of that see stop seeing failures as like this is an indicator of who i am as a person and start seeing failures as just this is something that happened to me this is something i i did uh, it was my fault but that's not really a problem i made a mistake and I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to change these things in my life. And that's going to get me to what I want. Exactly. And if you just keep getting better every single day, or maybe not every day because you'll have your mess up, every single week, every single month, you start getting a little bit better. This is how that lifestyle transformation happens. This is how you go from being someone who struggles with their weight creeping up and up and up um, and not really feeling in control with food or exercise and kind of not really feeling like you anymore to then someone who's in control who's slim lean toned strong fit and lives and loves life to the fullest this is how you make it it's really just that simple just trying to become better 
rather than focusing on being perfect, just try and focus on being better over time by learning from what didn't work. And one of the things that we uh, kind of teach, which really helps with this is because we have such a, we have put a big emphasis on mindset with Trinity and everything that we do, which when you kind of come to the realization, you come to, you realize these basic truths, such as everybody's human, everybody's going to make mistakes. Eventually you realize that you're always going to, they're always going to struggle at some point with your health and fitness. You're going to have like periods where you're super motivated and you feel like a superhero and you're going to have periods where you have no motivation and you are going to self-sabotage a little bit. But when you realize this, you can kind of see these things coming when you've done enough kind of mindset work, you can see it coming. You can see like, oh, okay, the last couple of days I've felt my motivation really slipping. I have, um, you know, I've noticed I've, I've been slipping off track of my diet a little bit. And then if you can see it coming, you can start to implement these strategies and these changes before you even go off track. So you eventually get to the point where you can kind of preempt it. So rather than going massively off track for a couple of weeks, you shift that and you might go off track for a day or two. And the difference that makes in the long run over a period of years to your health and fitness is massive. So if you imagine the difference you'd have, if you imagine if you could stick to a way of Stick to kind of healthy habits with your nutrition, with your exercise for a period of 12 months, solid. Imagine the results you'd see with that. And then imagine the results you'd see in comparison if you did like two months, then every two months you kind of go off track for a month. So you do like two months on, one month off where you undo all your progress. Two months on, you see a bit more progress. Then you take another month off because you slip off the wagon again. You can end up back at square one in 12 months time just because you were unable to be consistent, just because... Um, of these like these patterns with perfectionism and negative thinking um, and all of the things that that can cause. So I think that's covered it. That's how to fix it. <laughs> I'll probably yeah, end it this is This is a, uh, it's a complicated topic. Yeah, you could do hopefully, hours on it. Hopefully we got this across really pretty well. But um, yeah, it's a complicated one. Can give the give them a bit of extra reading. If if you haven't already read it, we've probably recommended it five times. Read the book by Debbie Ford called Why Good People Do Bad Things, and it will explain in a lot more detail than we're explaining on here where these tendencies come from that cause you to to be your own worst enemy and to self sabotage. The title's kind of I still think the book title's strange. I don't know what you think. Bad uh, things, I, bad things often makes it sound worse than it really is. I don't know. I think it's a good one. It's like it's just yeah, but. That like book is really, really good for that book is really good for teaching how to kind of separate yourselves from your actions and forgive yourself for not being perfect. Um, and then another one I'd recommend is a book by Mark Manson called The Subtle Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That one's really good for kind of realizing that in order to be a success in life, you don't have to get straight A's and be a pop star and drive a Lamborghini. That you can be perfectly happy and have a perfectly amazing life just by knowing what you want and then just getting what's important to you. And if that is being healthy and fit and stronger, we'll break down all the steps you need to take in terms of exercise, nutrition, mindset, give you the knowledge, skill sets and mindsets you need to make a lifestyle transformation inside the Trinity Lifestyle Plan. It's nine pounds a month. Like it's honestly insanely cheap. I can never get over the, how cheap it is. We used like the same system used to be minimum price. What was it 49 pounds a month to get it? Yeah, and at a time it was sixty pounds a month to get it, so it probably won't be that cheap forever. So go ahead and grab your space inside of that. If you're kind of sitting on the sidelines and you know you want to, you want to actually take back control. 
So that brings us to the end of today's Motivation Method podcast. But before you go, we have some important announcements. Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation Method podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our Motivation Masterclass and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this is Rob Burkhead. And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one. Mm-hmm.